Liam Neeson lives the American dream by pursuing his hobby as a civilian border patrolman. Welcome to episode 58 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, The Marksman. People I know who are a little younger, like five to ten years younger, I've heard of several conversations in my life where people, they talk about Endgame like it's the greatest movie they ever saw in their whole life. Like, it is the greatest um, movie. It's like, their Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, yeah. People, they fucking love Endgame. And I feel like it's people that are Jesus. five to ten younger years younger than us. I, I loved Endgame, but not like I loved that. It. I, think I liked it's like, it. I think it's a beloved, I think it will age very well, and people will love it, like, I don't know, maybe T2 is too high a phrase, but something That's to too that high. level. That's too high, but only because at the time of T2, there weren't, you know, movies like that didn't come along very often, big, crazy, technological, futuristic, blockbuster, blow-your-face-off movies. There was only, like, one or two of those a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. T2 was face-melting good. But it, it changed my life. It, I I was a late bloomer with the T's, so I didn't feel that way. But I did feel that way for The Matrix. Yeah, I did not see The Matrix in the cinema, and that was a poor choice. I like wow. was for some reason put off by the tra- trailer, probably just because I was like being a defiant douchebag, you know, because I was the, nineteen and I was like, Meh. the trailer didn't look great, and yeah. I was I was Meh myself. And uh, and then I didn't see it for a while. And then I saw it and I was like, whoa, this is what <laughs> shit. You were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Me too, bro. Yeah. I was like, whoa, actually. So, Sam, that one was like, this is the, that was your, like, the most resonant, like, mega blockbuster. I think so. That I, yeah, or like that it just oh the bullet time and the concept of it with like the the Skynet equivalency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so mm-hmm. well done. Like they hit you a few times. Like okay, the world isn't what you think it is. It's a fucking digital game world that's been programmed by machines. Okay, that's that's rad. And when he unplugs and you see what the real world looks like, like, oh, it's so crazy. Shit, yeah, it's so cool. It's so crazy. It is really, they really, uh, they build up to it and then it happens and you're like, okay, well, wow. So hmm. it's a, it's not a nice feeling <laughs> no. to be watching that movie for the first time at that time. You're like, uh, yeah. yeah, like powerful. And like, take the yeah. other pill and like, forget you ever saw that. Yeah. yeah. Do pull, pull a cipher, eat the steak. Yeah. Cipher. <laughs> It's one of the worst where, names. I wish were those tiny. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. The other names are so sick. Like Morpheus is so fucking rad, but Cipher it feels a little nineties. Like hackers. Some of them are I like it. I like Cipher. Some, what was the blonde uh, woman who got killed pretty early on? Um, oh right, what's her name? I only remember Trinity and Neo. Trinity. Well, and the, the the two brothers, there's Bull and Dozer. No, oh, Dozer. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, d- d- uh, 
Biff, Dozer or, what's his like, name? He mouse, gets, Dozer, I think. Dozer, a mouse is the skinny white dude. He also dies pretty early. Uh, Dozer's brother is the guy who was the operator who gets yeah. shot by Cypher and then comes back and kills kills him or, like, gets yeah. him. Big guy. Muscular guy. Yeah. Operator. <laughs> I don't remember any of these people's names. <laughs> what was Jada? Was she, like, Ni- Niobe? Yep. Niobe. <laughs> This is our new podcast where we try to see how many Matrix code this names we can come up with. Try to try to remember stuff. What was the guy? Yeah. Okay, I just want to bring up something that really upset yeah, me the other day. What? What? Um, Let's I, do a podcast. I just want to yeah. ask your opinion on something. I saw a clip that I was enraged by. It was a clip from one of Ken Jennings's Jeopardy. So maybe Jeremy seen it live. Um. No, I'm I'm without cable right now. Okay. And, um, I, I'm I'm still watching old Alex apps. I haven't made this. I'm I'm not ready yet to move into so this. So if I tell you this clip, will it spoil that for you? <laughs> well, I have to hear the answer to a question. No, but you'll know the result of an episode. That's okay, as long as none of the answers are revealed ahead of time. We're no, okay. I don't know. I don't know the answers. Okay, so this was a clip. It was Final Jeopardy, and. Two contestants were going into Final Jeopardy tied. And they both got it right. And they both wagered it all. So they were still tied. Breathtaking. Yes. And then, unlike years past when they would just both be the winner and both move on and just get a third new contestant, there was a tiebreaker lightning question. Just one question that resolved it all. And the one who got it right is the winner and moves on. And the one who got it... (sighs) who didn't ring in, only got two grand and does not move on. And I was infuriated. That's like putting penalty kicks into football as if they didn't exist before to decide a game. Like, you, you got Final Jeopardy. That's the end of the game. You did you it. You can't do that. Yeah, you did it. You survived. And I always thought, like, it. look, in a truly American um, Western view of sports, some people would argue, well, you need a tiebreaker. Like, What's this tie bullshit, right? It's W's, baby. This is America. So I get that attitude, but I've always loved that tradition in Jeopardy. It's like a weird anachronistic thing. Like like baseball has so many weird things where you're like, why? Just because if you tie for the money after final Jeopardy, you both won. Yeah, both... that's the end of the game. So, yeah, we should do a podcast. So I watched this film. Good. The film being The Marksman? Is the Marksman. this the film that we're doing? It is. I, went I just to the... watched the trailer. It looks kind of good. It was all right. I went on Thursday night for the drive-in because uh, rain was called for last night, and uh, I thought that would be poor, inclement weather for driving in. So I proactively went on Thursday. Nice. And a better experience. Like we might have to have like your wipers going if it was raining. Yeah, yeah I don't... would they out. even have it? Would it be canceled? I don't know. I didn't want to risk it. You're a pro. You're a professional. So you had delightful dedicated. weather. You had your, uh, weather. your Jakar. You had E-Honda. I had E-Honda. Did you a I had snack? A, I had a, yeah, I did. I took a popcorn dinner snack and a drink. Um, I had a great spot. I didn't get in fights with anybody. It's been a long time since I can say that. Um, nice. So neither the neither the staff who uh, takes your ticket or, you know, uh, 
no your neighbor there. car neighbors? Nobody. No car neighbors. No. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody on the freeway, like L.A. story style with revolvers? Nothing. <laughs> it was totally pleasant. It was the first time so in a long fun. time I didn't have, like, a rage blackout. Ah, nice. That's good. Definitely don't black out while in your car. I don't recommend it. Well, once you're already there. Yeah, and have Art. a blast. Go Art. ahead. But then you need to watch. Then you need to watch the Marksman starring Liam Neeson. But what, so you can't black out during that either. I know. But what was your obligation to us? Weird was okay. So my dashboard when I need the radio on when my mini radio isn't working, it, it's it's bright and you can see the the channel and it just bothers me. So I always drape like a jacket or a sweatshirt over it. And I was adjusting that, and I accidentally hit a button on the radio right when the movie was starting, and it changed to a Kiss song. But I didn't realize I'd hit the button. It's like, this is starting out really aggressive, this film. (laughs) (laughs) Your radio just happened to be on a station that plays Kiss all the time. Yeah. But but it was, like, perfectly timed. Like, it was seamless. So I didn't notice that I had done that because I was just adjusting my draped sweatshirt. And then and I assume, uh, I assume even when you did notice, you were like, "Well, I have to finish the Kiss song. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. you can't turn off Kiss." So then you had to listen to three more minutes of Kiss. <laughs> you rolled a... your windows down. <laughs> it was a struggle. Yeah, and eventually I had to flip back to the real thing. Yeah. Okay. So you missed. The... You don't know what happened. Like <laughs> five minutes. That's fine. <laughs> it was a good song. What can you do? So that was the opening yeah. of my experience. Uh, I feel like maybe that didn't set the exact tone that the movie has, but it's not so far off. No, and it was a good tone. It set me in the mood, in a good mood. That's that's good. I'm glad you like it. I'm not a big fan of Kiss myself, but I'm glad that uh, it set you up. Right. I'm not a huge fan, but it just felt right in that moment. Absolutely. It's great. It's great. I do enjoy the movie Detroit Rock City. I like it, too. Seen it once. I liked it. Yep. I like yeah. Gene Simmons as a performer. I've enjoyed him n- numerous times, usually on television, usually on like VH1, you know, in a house with other uh, right. other celebrities. But I've also enjoyed him. He's been in some movies in the 80s. Just always with like a velvet blazer on. Yeah. Usually a bad yeah. guy. Usually a bad guy with blimmies and poofy hair. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't mad at Kiss. Some people, yeah, are obsessed some with think. Kiss. I don't understand it. You know what I've tried listening to lately? What? The band Fish. I tried to get into Fish. <laughs> yes. Why? That's like, that's an uphill battle, man. You really have to like, you have to. Yeah, I think you have to really want it. Uh, what about Liam Neeson? He, yeah, he really is an American treasure. Let me pull, up, really pull up the old notes. Do you, is, he, really is. Is, he, is he American citizen? Um... Is he on an E2 visa? (laughs) What's he got? He's probably got at least a green card. There's no need for paperwork between Liam Neeson and the United States of America. He has several green cards. They give him a deck of green cards. Here you go, Liam. He looked America America right in the eye and he said, I'm here now. Special skills. Well, in this film, he's definitely an American citizen because that kind of plays into the storyline. But in real Mm -hmm. life, I couldn't say. And for a movie called The Marksman, there's not as much marksmanship as I would have liked. That's disappointing. The poster is him uh, scoping through his sniper rifle, and I was hoping he shot a lot of uh, uh, men and women with it. Mm. He he uh, he shoots a a bit. the, uh, The trailer thumbnail. It was him. Showing a small child how to wield a pistol. 
that happens. Um, okay. Moving scene. You can kill. Yeah. You can also shoot people with pistol. That's marksmanship yeah. as well. I'd prefer a snipe, but both is good. Um, he dabbles. Yeah, I watched both. the trailer, and uh, yes, it seems to he dabbles in all sorts of gunneries. Yep. Um, but we start off not with Liam. We start off with mother and son. Um, the son's name is Miguel. They're at home just having breakfast when she receives. I'm just going right into it. Um, I was going to say, wait. do we need to know anything going into this, or are we just going in hot and fresh? And for how long was Kiss playing while <laughs> this was happening? Right, right. I'd move back to the real uh, radio station, I think, just in time. Plus, the opening was subtitled, so it didn't Perfect. matter. I'm caught up. Yeah, I don't think there's much to know. It's Liam Neeson. It's a movie. He's a marksman. It's called he likes marksman. To shoot stuff. Yep. He's got principles. He's gritty. He is stoic. All um, of that. You get it? It's like American. you saw it. Um, you'll, ha- you'll be glad to know there is not one computer. Well, there's actually a bit of hacking. I lied. But not from Liam. Liam does not See? touch anything technological in this film. Okay. But how much screen time does Common get in this movie? <laughs> Zero minutes. Twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... only him. This is twenty-five minutes of common going through uh, a bunch of books that really speak to him, and it's just a really long twenty-five-minute video of common yeah. telling you about. And, this and also, is my scent. Bible, and this is my other Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and these are my favorite fragrances that I like to smell. Okay, no common. Kiss is over. Kiss is um, over. A young mother and her her child yeah. are alive in the world. Yep, from Mexico. And I recognize that actress, by the way. I saw her in the trailer and I recognize her and I don't know where I know her from. Um, I don't know. I didn't look Something up anyone reason. from this film. All right, fair enough. So she this gets a makes f- good podcast <laughs> material. <laughs> She's a girl that's just back to that podcast. I don't need I don't I didn't recognize that actor. Up. Do you, do you hey. know her? No, I don't know her. No, okay. no. I did and let me be clear, I didn't look up anything. Yeah, I don't need yeah. to look it up. I'm just sharing my experience from inside my heart and brain and soul. It's true. In a lot of, in a lot of ways, this is a podcast about your feelings at various <laughs> times in history. Absolutely. While you were doing a certain thing, you know? Absolutely. That's the only reality. Yeah. <laughs> so it's emotional life. It's true. Um, I felt some emotions during this. Not the highs and lows that maybe I would have wished for, but some. Uh, so anyway, mother and Miguel get a frantic call from her brother, Miguel's uncle, saying, the cartel's after me, you know what to do, just follow the plan. And that's all we really get out of that call. And she just, like, frantically packs up her stuff and Miguel's stuff, and he's asking what's going on. She's like, we, just, we're, we gotta get out of here, like, finish your breakfast, we're out. Um, cut to Liam on his ranch property. I think it was um, Arizona, but in any yeah. case, definitely a border oh, no. state with Mexico. And... Yeah, Arizona border. IMDb tells me that. Oh, okay. Nailed it. Yeah, I did research. <laughs> I don't need to research. <laughs> I just I just felt it. Um, Jeremy, did you watch the trailer? I did. Yeah, okay. So this uh, is, he is sniping. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, it's like it's sandy, dusty, and he snipes an animal on his property. So that's when we see that he has marksmanship skills. Um, Is this a sport sniping or a food sniping or just a, or maybe a getting rid of a, a I coyote? It, I think it was like a critter get ridding oh, of. Critter. Um, and it's like what's a, what's a critter? I didn't. I don't even know what kind of a animal varmint. it was. A varmint. A varmint. 
Yeah, okay, an, 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 an interloper. Dirty little mammal. Yeah. yeah. And so we see that it's that he's got the skill, and it's not like military grade. It's like old fashioned rifle style, like not automatic. Mm-hmm. Like um, a blunderbuss. I don't know words. <laughs> like a blunderbuss, exactly. It was a like a, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, like one of those ones that opens up like a bell bottom at the end. Yeah, and then he's he spun it around. Powder. No, not as old timey as that, but just like anal- analog, analog, a dish. Analog, not not a yeah. digital gun, no, no, not a digital firearm. Um, so then, when he's like walking back to the residence of the ranch, because it's very large, um, he spots five men and he calls into border patrol. As if this is not the first time, but he's like, I've got eyes on five IAs, meaning illegal aliens, and, uh, you, you know, send someone out. So he's like one of those civilian types that just cruises the border looking for cross-border Mexicans and calling it in, like ratting it as his hobby. Ooh. Okay. Yep. I mean, there's this a lot of hobbies listens. you could have. This guy listens to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the monthly subscribers. Like he probably pays the subscription fee or whatever, you know, for the extra content. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he's been and he's he's been paying since the beginning. He's been with Joe since the beginning. Yeah. He probably gets that like like branded Joe Rogan uh, energy drinks delivered to his house on a subscription yep. basis. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's just automatic. That reloads every year. He doesn't have to do anything. The payment is exactly. automatic. Yeah. And I think also you really can get a, a, a ammunition um, subscription from JoeRogan.com. <laughs> They'll just send you it so you don't have to go to Walmart. Yeah. I'm signing up to that. Yeah. It's, it's a like good deal. Netflix. I mean, the like numbers, the site, numbers check out. So. Yeah. All right. Um, Coop- we'll have a coupon code later. <laughs> well, that's his hobby. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely not the one... first time. He's got like okay. a walkie-talkie like straight to the Border Patrol. Sure. And I did notice in the trailer... You know, it seemed a little Clint Eastwoody uh, in that it was pretty open about its, uh, let's say, right-leaning uh, American ideology. Yeah, it starts off that way. It gets a little bit more balanced, but yeah, it definitely comes in strong with that philosophy. And like, there was a shot in the trailer where he's just slowly lowering the American flag. I know, <laughs> yep, that happens. Oh, a nickel, a nickel don't cost a dollar anymore. You know, <laughs> I don't even know if that made sense. But no, that's good. Vibes. That's also the title for something. A nickel don't cost a dollar. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he has to raise and lower the flag every day. You know, sunrise and set. So just a regular day for him. True. You know? True. True. He'll play taps on his uh, on his cell phone or something. <laughs> he doesn't have a cell phone. Fun fact. We'll get into all of that. Um, right, maybe he plays it on his own trumpet. Yeah, he calls it on a walkie. Um, that's how like wow. deep into the scene he is, like, and how commonly he's doing this that he's tapped right in. <laughs> that's how deep into the scene he is. <laughs> he's so deep. The amateur border patrol scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what this is uh, Liam Neeson's true beliefs. <laughs> This is what he actually, it's his real hobby. It's not acting. <laughs> yeah, he finally gets to express it on the screen. Yeah. Um, so, rolls. This guy is in America. <laughs> so anyway, he finds <laughs> one of the five guys that he called in and they're injured. And you think maybe he's going to beat them or something. But instead, he mercifully hands them his canteen. So it's like, yeah, he ratted, but he's not all bad. And how was this gentleman injured? Uh, I think just from like the terrain or from exhaustion, he just kind of collapsed. And Cactus. his other 
his other four friends left him behind. Yeah. So we don't see him again. I know. But yeah, it's just a picture of Liam's heart and soul. Yeah. Because that man still probably died. Probably. But he calls in. He's like, "Uh, also bring a medic. So he tries. Hmm. So maybe he's like, uh, you know, he's equally concerned for the safety of all involved, despite what his politics might be. He wants them gone, but he doesn't doesn't want them hurt unfairly. Hmm. He's a very reasonable person, given that, you know, if a person has to decide that they should be essentially an independent police force uh, unto themselves, he's pretty fair. It's like it's like being in a schoolyard and like ratting out one of your friends for, you know, like stealing something from the classroom. But then afterwards, giving them one of your fruit roll ups. (laughs) Exactly like that. Like you're probably still friends afterwards. Like they could be mad, but like it's not forever. no, yeah. you've made it right with yeah. the fruit roll-up. Now, if yeah. he refuses the fruit roll-up, well then. Uh, now you've got a problem. Everything. You might have more yeah. healing to do. Yeah. Much like America itself. <laughs> We've already learned a lot from Liam this episode. I'll say that. And yeah. this is like five seconds into the movie. So cut back to the Good. cartel. They find the uncle who had called Miguel and his sister, and they basically murder him. We don't see it. We don't fully see it, but we see him being like strung up and left to die. And them saying like, now we're going to get your family. How dare you ever cross the cartel? That, and that happened in a, in a small North Mexico town, border town. Yes. He was found. Yeah. In his own home. Not at, not at, um, we don't see the finding. We just, yeah, we just see him being strung up in like a field and them saying like, you're going to regret this. And now we're going to get your family. We, and that's these four dudes. We used to be five, but now it's only four. No, different dudes. The dudes that they, the dudes that Liam reports that they're unrelated. I see. Uh, My apologies. That was me. That was me being unclear. Yeah, that's just Liam, just day to day ratting. The cartel guys are separate. And Miguel's mom's going to need a name. I feel like uh, Rosa is her name. Is that who she is? I don't know anyone's name. She's going to need a name, and the head cartel guy is going to need a name. Your choice. We're going to go with Rosa and head cartel guy. Pepito. Um, Pepito. <laughs> Pepito? Okay. Pepito. So, so That's cut, a name. Cut back to Liam. Like, I didn't even write this down, but you're right. He does lower the American flag uh, after a long day. And then Oof. a banker shows up, drives Powerful. up, and says, I've been trying to reach you, but you don't have a phone. Um, and I just want to make sure you got the letter, but you're in arrears on your loan. Uh, and now we have 90 days. You have 90 days to fix it. And he says, well, what about, I was just there a couple weeks ago. I talked to Fred. He said I could get an extension. And the banker's like, Fred's not there anymore. I don't know what to tell you. You've got 90 days. And then we can auction the land. It becomes ours and we can auction it. He's like, look up there on that hill. I scattered my wife's ashes just a year ago. This land is part of me. I'm not a deadbeat. I just need more time. And the banker says, well, yeah, you've got time. You've got 90 days. Bye. They're really looking for this this ranch. They want to get their hands on this. Yeah, it's, it's big. Land. It's big. Do you think do we think there's oil there or something, or they it, just want, they want to recoup expenses? I yeah, I don't think there's a secret desire for it or secret he payoff. He should have followed up with the guy that he knew at the bank who he had talked with a few weeks ago. What was his name? I think you know, I don't know if he said Fred. his name. Yeah, Fred. yeah, he should have been like, well, where's Fred now? Like, 
How can I reach Fred? Yeah, is, that's what, he still exists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't no try that. No one have a phone. Well, he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> Might be a good time to have a phone there, but you could have called up Fred. We emailed you and called you. Oh, well, I didn't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't participate I don't do with that. I'm a marksman. Those are guns, not phones. Yeah, you didn't call me a marksman gun. Dummy. Yeah. So Liam goes to... By the way, I'm also an independent police force of one. <laughs> Respect me. Respect the badge. But no phone. Definitely no phone. So then he goes to this other, like, ranch area and tries to get a job, but basically is told he's too old for the labor, and he's rejected, and then he tries to sell his livestock to, like, a cattle, like, intermediary guy, and the guy said he offers him a lowball because his cows are pretty poor quality. So he's just not really... uh, getting anywhere with this money situation. He ends up at a bar that it seems like used to be his haunt, but that he hasn't been there for a while. And it's like a bit of concern that he's falling back into old patterns. And so the barkeep Uh calls a young woman named Sarah and she shows up out of concern. And we realize that she is his stepdaughter, the daughter of the ashy wife. Right. (laughs) Ashy. Yeah. Ashy. Her name was actually Ashley. <laughs> yeah. And she Ironic. she actually works for Border Patrol. Sarah does. And she's like, Sarah you does. like, you don't have to take this all on. Like, we have a system going. And he's committed to it. And he said, they start talking about the dead wife and his grief. And he's like, when she was dying and so sick and it was so slow, I, I thought there was nothing worse than that. But now I know there is. And I, that's his loneliness, I guess, and his kind of slow remaining days without her. It's pretty heartbreaking. I feel like this is the part where you yeah. were starting to get emotional. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was. It's true. That is worse than the previous period, which was also very bad. Yep. I was about to so ask how Liam is playing this, but, you know. I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing it how Liam Neeson plays things. It's that. Answer. It's that way. It, stoic and solemn, and actually, he was looking great. Yeah, I was feeling in, it in great in a certain way, or just just very the package. The package just, is working. I don't know. He looked healthy. Uh, maybe a bit of spring in his staff. I don't know. He was just looking very handsome. That uh, that that uh, desert air doing doing him good. Yeah, you know. He's getting out there on his horse, yep. you know, shooting, shooting some varmints. Yeah. And illegals. Just need some money. Yeah. Yep. Just, yeah. Just need some dough. He had, he had been doing more grayer, grimmer uh, climates, I recall. Obviously, cold pursuit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I think the sun perhaps played a bigger role here. Than <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people retire to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I see yeah. no... Then you go there. I spent, a, yeah. I spent a weekend in Arizona uh, two Christmases ago because it was the known Christmas town of the West. And, you know, I had to do some field research and yeah. I had a whale of a time, got a two-step <laughs> lesson. I went to an Elvis impersonator concert. It was just a oh my God. pretty great trip by myself. Those... You got a two-step lesson. <laughs> Those two activities sound like, like oh, a nightmare for me. <laughs> Not like a formal lesson, but I went to the local saloon. And I was observing the two-stepping and just kind of taking it all in. And then this old man came and pulled me onto the dance floor during Footloose. And um, uh, <laughs> my guy, how is yeah. this not the movie we're spoiling? 
And I was really bad at it, and he was um, sexual and old, and I didn't like it. And then that was over, and then this other guy came up to me who was a much younger man, probably 30, and he said, my friends and I just saw that, and that was hideous. You need a real lesson. And so then he brought me into his crowd with his friends, some of which were female, so I was feeling very comfortable. And then they gave me another lesson uh, in the dirty dancing style where the girl was behind me. So there were two girls and then the guy, you know, was the Johnny. And that all happened. And that is real. Um, and we've yeah, been Facebook is... friends since. What this happened is... after that? Maybe Liam Neeson shows up. You, I was going to say, Arizona when does area. he come in? Yeah. <laughs> we do a tie-in between these two amazing tales. <laughs> What it's like how that? I've been watching Golden Girls recently, and then there's the part where they weave in the beginning of the series Empty Nest into that show, which oh, yeah. is real. That happened, and I forgot about it. And, and nurses. When it... Right. Is that after? That's after, but that was so... the, they were all in the same lineup, and then they had one crossover night where there was a hurricane in Miami affecting all three shows. What a delight. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, 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 sorry. So you got your second two-step lesson, <laughs> Facebook friends, then Liam gives you another two-step lesson. Yeah, so that was in Prescott, Arizona. Okay, back to Liam. Prescott. So the cartel goons led by Pepito are told by their <laughs> higher-up that they have to retrieve Miguel and his mother no matter what because they can't display any weakness so that other kind of cartel underlings will never break rank like the uncle did. So they're on a mission. It, it is important to be super violent and also kill not just the betrayer, but his family. Yeah, or at least bring them back to be punished. Okay. And we and we also learned that um, the uncle, uh, he is dead and yes. he was a part of the cartel and he broke rank. Yes. Is so, this what we're... Yes. It, that storyline is really not detailed. I'll just cut forward. We learn a little bit. He stole from them. They stole money, stole and that—that's that. So doesn't get any more plot the heavy than that. The uncle stole money. <clears throat> Miguel's uncle stole money from the, from Pepito and Cartel, and that's why he was killed, and that's why they had to go on the run. He took I money see. from the till. Yeah. Yeah, not a good idea. No, yeah. I'm sure he was desperate. So back to Rose and Miguel. They're near the border. They've been using a coyote to help them, and they're really close. Like the border's in sight. Fences in sight, and then they see a truck that is a, belongs to the cartel. I don't know how they know that for sure, but the coyote's like, the cartel's coming. If they see me helping you, they'll kill us. And she's like, we're so close. Please, please, I'll pay you extra. Just get us over. And he points to an area in the fence. He's like, I'm out, but if you go like over there and turn, whatever. He gives her some semi-detailed instructions. He's like, there's a cutout in the fence if you go that way, but I'm done. Good luck. And he runs off. He runs. So they weren't in a motorized vehicle. No, nope, they were on foot. Is that how coyotes operate? I don't. I don't know, know much about. Them. They're just, they're yeah. like they're escorts to help people immigrate over the border. Yeah, I yes, guess they do it in like different styles. Some in the car, yeah, some on foot. There's different styles. Yeah. I think the on foot guys are maybe like the you know the budge level, low budge, you know, economy yeah. class. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would go that route though. Economy. I light. like it. You don't get to check a bag. <laughs> no meals or anything oh yeah they don't Maybe have a lot, a lot of, of they don't have a lot on them they just have like some satchels not definitely not what you would call luggage um, maybe a moist towelette but that's it 
So she and Miguel make their way. They're, like, feeling the fence, trying to find the cutout. They find it. He crawls through. She crawls through. She gets a cut leg. That doesn't really matter. But then Miguel runs out into the middle of the road and is almost struck by Liam's vehicle, which is a truck. Yeah, of course it is. Does it have a gun rack? Um... I'm going to go with yes. Probably. Not really any use. Um, so then Liam it gets has, out of the car. A, it has a subscription to Joe Rogan. I'm serious. <laughs> um, he doesn't have a smartphone, but he has that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Decked out. Came with the truck. Whatever. Um, what about the car, the, the, for some reason, clearly a cartel <laughs> truck. Maybe it said Pepito on Vanity Rice's phone. But... <laughs> Wasn't that hurling at them, or what happened with that? Or did they, they go after the coyote? Or uh, we'll, be, the other side of the we'll, fence. we'll be with them just a second. Oh, okay, great. Good. So Liam is yelling at the mom and Miguel, at Rosa and Miguel, saying, I'm going to call Border Patrol. You get her better get back over, you know, go back through, or I'm calling. And she's pleading with him. They're, you know, we're under attack. These people are after us. Just let us go. Like, you don't have to, like, you didn't have to see anything. Just look away. And... Liam's not that kind of guy. He does He's call. Like, actually, no, yeah, he, I have a hobby. Yeah, what he, you don't know about me is this is like what I love to do. Yeah, right to do you it. Out. And he also, does. do you have any money? He calls. He calls it in. He's like, I've got two. I've got two IAs here. Better some send someone out. So that's done. He's. He's radioed it in. Then the cartel vehicle speeds right up to the fence as per your question, and they get out. Pepito and three other guys, and they start yelling at Liam, like, those are ours, like, those people belong to us, send them back over here, and Liam says, nope, actually, they've been apprehended by me, um, this is my caller, and, uh, Border Patrol's on their way. And they're like, sir, what police force do you work for? <laughs> says none. Yeah, Liam the PD. Lord's police force. <laughs> yeah. It's and like God's work. He, he can tell that they are, um, nefarious, and, like, based on their aggressive behavior and also how afraid Rosa and Miguel are. And yeah. so I he, buy it. Yeah. Four men were like, hey, <laughs> give me back those people. They belong, they to, belong to us. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are nefarious. <laughs> straight up nefarious. So he takes out his shotgun that he'd used oh. before in the earlier scene. I want to believe that the four guys shoot first in like a Han Solo way, but it happened so fast. I can't even be sure, but let's just say they shot first. And a shootout ensues. Okay, uh, awesome. And I hope he shot first. And <laughs> so Joe Rogan fans sh- shoot first. Did he? You said shotgun, and I know Chris described it as a blunderbuss, but I assumed he, that was a, a you know, and perhaps an exaggeration. Is this a? But is this a shotgun or is this more of like a rifle? What's he got? Let like me a, ask like a you a question: Is it shotgun yeah. has like the sp- like the? Sh- burst of many things and the rifle yes. is just one bullet then i yes. believe it's rifle my mistake mm-hmm. yeah 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 because it marks you can't be a marksman with a shotgun i mean no it's yeah. a blunt rifle. instrument rifle that was T2. my that was my mistake rifle yeah, yeah exactly. t800 he can do it but the rest yeah. of us and maybe me and resident evil oh my god i'm a surgeon <laughs> with that shotgun but yeah how's that going for you pretty good I, although i'm on the part where you control the president's daughter ashley and it's a lot of puzzle. It's fun, but it's a lot of puzzle solving. And I'm stuck on one. I won't lie. I can't solve the goddamn puzzle. So there's a standoff at the border. Sta- yeah. Not even a standoff. It's a full rifle. shootout. And he yeah. kills one of the guys. Um, okay. And it's Pepito's brother. So now he's extra mad. Yeah. As he would be. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't bring your brother on kill missions with you, man. Like, 
I don't know. You're going to be responsible, too. It's dangerous who's, stuff. Who's going to take care of Mama now? Yeah, yeah, Liam loads Miguel and Rosa in his truck and takes off, but she's been hit and is bleeding out into the truck bed. Um, and he lays her out after they've driven off for a bit, lays her off on the ground. She's on her death's door. Uh, nothing to be done. And she hands Liam her sack of cash and says, please just help Miguel get to my relatives in Chicago. Like, don't let him go back with them. This is all seen by Miguel, which is very traumatizing. And Liam is very unsympathetic to Miguel for the rest of the movie, having witnessed this. I was upset. So she dies. Uh, Miguel is like, what, 10? Yeah, around 10. Okay. And Liam is unsympathetic. He's just like... You killed your mother. You're you're responsible for your mother's death. Live with it. We all die in hell. Here's a gun. Not as bad as that, but just does not coddle the boy, even though he's been wrenched out of his home, does not speak the language, and just watched his mom die violently from murder. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess... uh... That's what Liam de- determines is best for the boy <laughs> to really give it to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is but, how you're going to get through this more trauma. So yeah, Liam does not take the money. Well, he takes the money, but he does not take Miguel on this mission. He turns him right into border patrol and Sarah tells him that Miguel is likely to be fostered locally. And that's that he's satisfied by it. A translator that's working with Miguel tells Liam that Miguel blames Liam for his mother's death and that if he hadn't stopped them, they'd probably be free and clear, which I get. I would think that way too, but I'm not sure if that's accurate. I think the cartel guys probably would have killed her anyway, but we can't be sure. Great read. I I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose the cartel, cartel guys in that scenario. They're probably going to get them. Yeah, he only stopped yeah. them for like a minute or two. Yeah, and they if, are good at killing people. Yeah. So I, I think probably better at killing people than Rosa is at not getting killed, which she proved <laughs> already. So yep. Lynn kept the son alive, but also kept Pepito's brother dead. <laughs> he, he sure did. Um, later, Liam learns that there's a Mexican relative who's claimed Miguel and that Miguel will be deported and sent back to that relative, ensuring that the cartel will have an easy time finding and killing him. And now Liam starts to feel a little bit bad. And he kind of imagines and hears in his head what his dead wife would say. When he gave the child over to some sort of government uh, immigration or child services or whatever it was, did he tell the full story that, like, I was involved in a shootout, um, his mother was killed, I killed a man as well. (laughs) Also, I killed a man. I received a sack of money from the um, <laughs> mother, now now deceased, and I and I have it. No, he doesn't. Um, it's for me now. I don't. He doesn't report it, but some of that later comes up, and it's like no surprise to anyone. So I don't think he's covering anything up. He's just not being Do you explicit. Think he just shoots people through the fence all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he shoots varmints on his property and he shoots Mexicans <laughs> through the border fence. Yeah. So Liam U-turns his truck and goes back to border patrol. Um, which is, like, right on the border. Like, it's right there with, like, nothing around it, weirdly. So the you point mean, like, is... The office? Yeah, the office. And so everything is, like, very in sight from far distances, which matters in this scene. So he goes in and he tells the cop that's on duty, oh, Sarah said I could say goodbye to Miguel. I just wanted to, you know, we had that experience. I just wanted to wish him off, send him off. And the guy says, okay, just make it quick. And so he opens the cell where Miguel is being held. 
And then we don't even really see how he does it. He's just like, get your stuff. We're getting out of here. And just walk away. So we don't even see the reaction or like if that other cop notices. It's just like hard cut into Liam's truck. He he Um, walks into a prison and he brings somebody out of the prison? (laughs) Yes. That's right. It's not prison. It's Border Patrol, like, detention. Yes. And starts driving, but they can see him drive away for a really long time. Well, the cartel guys can see him driving away because they're uh, they've they've been waiting on the other side of the fence, so they see this happen. Do they're they still see in the, Miguel. They see Miguel. Or do they just see the truck. Oh, they, they see, see all they of see it. They're so like, oh, like Liam Neeson just kidnapped Miguel. He's in that truck. That's where we have to follow. And is and he they, driving on a road that's going parallel to the fence? No, they they don't follow him immediately. They're like, that's who we have to get after we have to cross the border ourselves. So then they okay. have to. They assemble themselves properly with two vehicles, two SUVs of cartel guys, four and four, led by Pepito. Mm. So they cross into the U.S. like vacation style, like officially, formally. Um, And that's what they say, like these hardened cartel criminals. (laughs) I assume like they look like mean Guys are all young men, by and yes. large, I assume. They yes. have a lot of tattoos. I don't want to stereotype. Yes. Maybe some people uh, are ink-free, and that's cool, too. <laughs> but I'm just imagining that some of them have a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. And they say, we're coming in on vacation, to vacation. We're doing America. a spa weekend in Scottsdale. Yeah. Actually, yeah. they even uh, do a close-up <laughs> of Pepito's hand tattoo, which is like a dagger or something scary. So, yeah, yeah. you really have a full picture of it. But they go, they get a hard time. They, get, they have to open the back of the car and get inspected a little bit. But ultimately, they get allowed through. Did they say how long they'll be there for? <laughs> no. I mean, You've got, you got to do a week in Scottsdale. <laughs> you can't do less than a week. Yeah, so, it's, there's a lot of stuff to see. A lot of golfing. That takes time. But he calls her. He calls Sarah from a payphone because he does not have a phone. And she says, I can only hide what you did for so long. You better get back here. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what is she hiding? The other guy was there. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's clear. But apparently only she knows at this point, which uh, was, uh, I think, an error of the script. Did the um, man who was working in the... um office at the time did he see liam abscond with miguel we don't see that happen it's just like get your stuff cut to they're in the truck so you gotta think he did or just his back was slightly turned i don't know maybe maybe they made like a fake miguel out of bars with soap and put it under a blanket you know <laughs> maybe. Like a classic prison movie thing i love that move and because this film chose not to show us what happened we get it to be it gets to be bars of soap miguel That's what <laughs> yeah. yeah that is what happened so liam's just it. like pushing miguel Freedom. around like let's go he has no sympathy like i said like this boy has been detained he just saw his mother murdered and bleed out to death in yep. front of his and eyes he blames liam for it and he blames liam for it and he's like stuck in this situation but liam is not giving him any latitude for sympathy do they do they share a language these two not at this time okay not at this time (laughs) um they stop at a convenience store and liam asks if they have an atlas and the teenage cashier says what (laughs) and he says you know a book of maps and she says why don't you just look it up on your phone or use your gps and he says i don't use that and he finds an old map in like a low shelf somewhere and she's trying to ring it up. She's like, there's not even a price tag on this. It's probably out of date. You can just have it. And that kind of warms them up a little bit. There's some humanity there. Um, and so they go back in the car. And at that point, Miguel reveals that he speaks perfect English. 
Um, and he's been faking not being able to all this time. Like, I'll Boy. tell you what, Liam, you're a real dick. Yeah, basically. He's like, why are you taking me? What's happening? He's like, wait, you do speak English? And he says, yeah, my mom was really um, forceful about my studies. I'm like, oh, yeah, that mom that you just saw get murdered that we haven't really wrestled with? Cool. She did a great job. She did. She's a great mom. And she yeah. got her son to freedom and died a hero. Yeah. Not that so, Liam's going to acknowledge any of that, as, as you pointed out. Definitely not. So they stop for dinner, and Liam bullies him into eating, uh, hmm. which is like, you better eat that burger. Like, you need to have your strength. <laughs> and like, just like, yeah, just like no sympathy for his grief at all. And he was like, he was like, I'm going to eat it, dude. Like, I was just washing my hands. I have every <laughs> yeah. intention of eating the burger. You don't need to behave this way. And, like, I'm, yeah, just, we'll a, eat it. I'm just, like, a little bit I, I upset. Will. I don't have the strongest appetite right now, given these horrific circumstances. But, like, I'm trying. I'm picking at it. Like, let me take it at my own pace. Yeah, there's a coleslaw. I like to start with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Then he, I know I'm saying all this, but I was still into Liam the whole time. So then I, he asked, why I, don't you have a phone? And he says, because no one needs to contact me. And that's just the way I like it. So Miguel circles Chicago <laughs> on the map. And we all know. <laughs> Miguel hey, circles Chicago Miguel on the map. Miguel deserves better. He does. He's actually been very uh, astute thus far. He has. So yeah, he circles it on the map. We all know that that's going to be a problem. Meanwhile, the cartel guys, uh, they're, they've breached the border. They get Liam's name um, somehow, just from like poking around, and they go to his ranch. Um, <laughs> they get his name from poking around. They don't show, right. we, don't, we don't see any of the, of the information gathering. They just have it. They just know it. Okay, they stop in at the bar. Yeah, they, you know, it's a small town. He's the one that killed, like had the shootout. It's probably... The talk of the town. Yeah, hey, you guys, you guys know hey. the guy who shoots Mexicans <laughs> through the border fence oh, yeah. and uh, pretends Neeson. that he's a police officer. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. his name's Liam. Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Where's he's he got, live? He's got a the ranch street. right over There's there. There's only one house. It's a ranch. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. So Pepito's poking around Liam's room, searching. I don't know for clues or just cause he finds Liam's purple heart, which is when we learn he's a military vet. And Uh-oh. and pockets it um, somehow. You know? I guess right. It's got to be. Got to be. Um, so now Damn. you're going to ask it's me a lot it. of questions about hacking, and I'm not going to answer you. But somehow they get his user information for hacking purposes that are going to come up later. Um, his user information of what? I don't know because he doesn't he only... have. He doesn't yeah. use. Tech. He doesn't have things. All he has is his Joe Rogan account. I know, or maybe they're just good at hacking in general. We'll come to that in a second. But in the meantime, they pour gasoline all over and torch his property, his ranch. <laughs> yep. Brutal. Pepito, that's Brutal. not cool. It's harsh. So yeah. one group and of like stupid because like you're in America now. Like I, I assume you're not an American citizen, Pepito, and like. I just wouldn't be calling that kind of attention to myself. Yeah, that's but... a big, big play. What does it solve? It's a power move. It's like, a, power you know. Yeah, now yeah. it's just vengeance for the brother. He's peacocking at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So... You want vengeance on the brother? Lay low. Find Liam Neeson. You won't be that hard to find. And shoot him and then go back to Mexico. Anyway, that's just me. But I don't want to I agree. tell I agree. a guy how to do his job. <laughs> so one half of the cartel stays behind. One group of the four and the other group of four, led by Pepito, goes on the road. They find themselves at the same convenience store gas station as where the map situation had been. And mm-hmm. the girl says, oh, yeah, he was there. Like, has a guy with a Mexican boy been here? She's like, oh, yeah, they were here about an hour ago. 
and Liam Neeson, his name is. (laughs) And he says, "Which way did they go?" She says, "I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention." And then he comes behind the desk, grabs her in a very menacing way, and says, "How about the footage of security?" She's like, "I don't, I don't know. That's not really how we do things here." And then he. I think he puts a knife on her or something. Anyway, he wrenches the entire hard drive and takes it with him. I don't know why he needs it because he kind of sees the car in the past footage. And then as he walks away off screen, we hear a gunshot. So he's just murdered her for not really any good reason. Yeah, again. A lot of attention creating. There he's not leaving a witness. Um, But he's creating a murder. He's creating murder. Yeah. I yeah, felt like if he'd he's, asked her he's... just one more time about the footage, like menacingly enough, she would have just showed him. Yeah, but then if he doesn't kill her, she's going to be like, hey, police, this guy just came in. He's got a dagger tattoo on him. And then he was like, give me all your footage. And I gave it to him. And <laughs> he was very true. menacing. That's true. And but he was but, also nefarious. But he also torched the property. So, like, he's not laying low. He's not laying low. He's not. I was just willing to maybe forgive him a little on the murder in that he doesn't, he can't leave that witness, but fair all the way. In any case, he comes out and says, they're heading Northeast. Let's go. I don't know how you would tell that. Like I've driven the wrong way out of a gas station many times. So if they'd seen that I'd be asked backwards, they'd be following the wrong way. Anyhow, yep. back to Liam's vehicle. It's having trouble as it was shot in the initial shootout. So we stopped at a body shop and the guy's like, oh yeah, uh, were you like using your vehicle as a target practice? He's like, something like that. So I guess the radiator had a bullet in it or something. Something like that. I guess you could say I was in a bit of a shootout. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who has a really weird, creepy British accent or something says, I can replace it, but it'll take a few days to get the part. And Liam says, we don't have time for that. And so the guy says, fine, then I'll just patch it up. But we're closed now, so it'll have to wait for, till tomorrow. And Liam's kind nope. of annoyed. No can do. Oh, he takes that. He, he accepts it. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, so he, might as well. He calls Sarah from the payphone, and she says, she tells him about the property torching. Um, He's not too rattled, and begs him to come back, and that they've identified the group, they know that he killed the brother, and that it's Pepito, and that he's out for blood. Like, they know everything, and he does not care. So then he calls the banker and says, good news, I can make good on the loan, just give me a few days. I'm like, but you just were told it was torched, are you sure you still want it? But apparently he does. And what's his plan for the money? Oh, he got that the money sack, from... The sack of money, which I guess is high volume. Like, we never get a, a value. So, I can't tell you how much is in it, but heavy load of cash. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't like to <laughs> get into the numbers, you know? It's no. a bag full of money. It, he'll hand that to the bank and it'll do. <laughs> yeah. A bag full of money is a bag full of money. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Uh, amazing. Okay. Okay. But he... So first he has to get Miguel to Chicago. He's he has become at least, you know, you said you're obviously he bullies this boy into even <laughs> eating a meal, but he is doing right by him by Yes. He is honoring the arrangement. America. Yeah. Yeah. So then they How go, long of a drive is that? It would yeah. probably be like thirty hours in the car. That's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. Especially in a car that you were in a gun it was in a shootout and got shot with bullets. <laughs> mm-hmm. But not that long. I mean, you could do it in like two days if you really went hard. Anyway, but they don't. 
I think it takes a week. And every day there's the graphic of like Monday, Tuesday, which I don't know why there was not like an endpoint of urgency, but that happens. So I guess I think it goes from Monday to Saturday. Anyway, I like that. They they go for another meal and Liam gets drunk because he's falling into his bad patterns. Miguel goes to the bathroom and then when he comes back out, Liam's already gone. And Miguel frantically goes looking around for him and he finds him in the truck in the front seat, passed out, drunk for the night. That's just where they're bunking. Good times. Yeah. Oh, hey, I- <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy. Party. Is, yeah, this guy's a party. Like, I forgot to say they're with his dog, his beloved dog, which is like the only thing that he loves. So he's with right, them on the road the, trip. Yeah, I saw the dog in the trailer and God, he loved that dog. Loved the as dog. As much as he loved the American flag and <laughs> yeah. the dog. Yep. What so, is the dog's name? Um, I forget. So I'm just going to call him Rufus. Rufus. It was something sort of like that. So Miguel takes Rufus for a walk, and when Liam wakes up in the morning from his drunken stupor, they're gone, and so is his wallet. And Liam gets mad. He's like, that son of a bitch. But then, seconds later, Miguel and Rufus come back, and he was only getting supplies, and those supplies are Pop-Tarts. And Liam <laughs> sort of jokingly says, I'll do the shopping from now on. And the dynamic between them is slowly starting to soften. Beautiful. And Pop-Tarts... No, not maybe the best pick, but not a bad pick when you got to be spending a lot of time in a car and you don't want to make a lot of break, uh, stops because they're Mexican drug cartels <laughs> trying to kill you. Pop-Tarts weren't the worst choice. It's not the worst. Definitely not the worst. At a gas station, mind mm-hmm. you. You know, I think yep. Miguel did okay. Yeah. So back to the cartel guys. The group that stayed behind form a base camp somewhere. Don't ask me where. They have like, like a whole house set up. <laughs> And um, okay. the one These guy, guys are so good at crime. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The one guy hacks in to Liam's banking information. So that's why I said, I don't know what they were searching for, but I know it led us to this point. They search through and they find the charge from the body shop. And so they call Pepito and say like, oh he was God. just at the body shop like an hour ago. Here's the address. If you can hack into a man's banking information that easily, why are you dealing drugs at all? <laughs> Get out of the business. <laughs> So then there's a strange sequence that was brief and pointless where Pepito is standing outside a store waiting for one of his cronies and a beautiful woman is sitting in her convertible and he's just making eyes at her. And then another guy comes out from the store, bumps into Pepito and then gets into the convertible, their boyfriend and girlfriend. And then they kind of get into like a word volley, like Pepito's really mad. He didn't apologize for bumping him. And they, bro. Yeah. And they kind of get into it and I'm like, oh, okay, Pepito's now going to murder these people. Or something will happen. But nothing happens. It's just a moment. A moment in time. What? Yeah, it, nothing happens from it. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it, it was odd. Back to the body it shop. Was, you were right. That was pointless and also <laughs> brief. Yeah. <laughs> body Thank shop you. guy does the patch and asks how old Liam's son is. And he says, that's not my kid. And the guy kind of looks at him askew, which I thought was going to lead to something. It doesn't. But back into the car, <laughs> um, Miguel, <laughs> Miguel asks if he'll like Chicago. And Liam shares a story of a summer that he spent there as a boy. And that, yeah, like, I think you're going to love it. It's very green, very lush. And, like, you've got – you never believe the hot dogs are known for it, but you can't use ketchup. And he just kind of goes on and on. And it is true. And he's trying to build it up as a positive experience and a positive thing for Miguel to look forward to. Is that true about Chicago? Is that you don't put ketchup on hot dogs there? Yeah, and they are known for their dogs. And ketchup would be like to diminish it, like let the meat speak for itself? 
I think you're, you're allowed other stuff. I think mustard and like the slaw or the sauerkraut. I, I think that's the Chicago welcome. dog. Yeah, the Chicago dog has specific toppings. It's like it's like a specific combination of toppings. Chicago dog is an egg roll with poppy seeds, the hot dog, the kosher frank. Then you have to do, I think it's yellow mustard, relish, tomato, a pickle spear, diced <laughs> onions, and sport peppers. Did you and just celery salt. Look that up, or did that come from your no. brain? What is no, it's happening? A it's a thing. In any case, the sheriff pulls Liam over, and I thought, oh, maybe the body shop guy called the police because clearly this man's a kidnapper and is not his son. But right, and, and the askew look that you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's not yes. what happens. So the sheriff pulls him over and asks him to sit in the back of the police car while he talks to Miguel and run the license. Um, and it's all a little bit suspicious and, I don't know, just doesn't feel right to Liam. And Liam, while he's in the police car, sees that the sheriff isn't even talking to Miguel, like he said he was going to. And there's a road stop set at the end of the street, you know, where, like, a barricade where police would be waiting for someone. So he notices that, which is weird. And then another cop calls in on the radio in the cop car, which basically, whatever he says, indicates that this sheriff is on break. And so none of the pieces are falling together. So Liam gets back out of the car and... He's like, you didn't talk to Miguel. That's what you said you wanted to do. And the sheriff's like, just get in there and like shut your mouth and I'm keeping your keys for a minute. And Liam then says, how much are you getting paid? And the sheriff takes umbrage at that. And then Liam punches him in the face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just the once or a bunch of times? I think just the once. Then he handcuffs him, I think, to the car and finds the keys and they go on their way. They don't make it very far when the cartel catches up to that sheriff and they observe him from like not very far away just like around a corner they watch the cartel and pepito kill the sheriff for failing the mission so they had called him up and like asked this guy to detain the vehicle this cartel (laughs) they're so pro (laughs) they're running things yeah (laughs) they also offered a bag of money (laughs) yeah they probably run the postal service. Like they're like so integrated into American life. They they can do whatever they want. Yeah. They're like the government. Pepito um, is postmaster general. Yeah. He's in charge of the police. He can tell the police, Hey sheriff, go do this. He can manipulate anyone's financial accounts. He's the government. What, what, um, about the roadblock? What was it? Did he drive away from that roadblock? Yeah. He goes back from where they came into a new direction, briefly stopping to watch the sheriff be murdered. They carry on. Miguel asks about Liam's past. He shares that he was Marine, a Marine, and that he did have to kill in combat. And Miguel says, one day I'm going to kill Pepito and the rest of those men for killing my mother. And Liam softly says, there's nothing that comes from killing. There's no pleasure from taking another man's life. I mean, fair, but like, I've been watching you work for a little while here, dude. (laughs) I've only known you for a few hours and you kill the greatest of ease. <laughs> your 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 words say one thing, <laughs> but your actions they say another thing. But, so I'm I mean, confused. He was trying your to give him a life lesson. Headshot. 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 <laughs> 
he tried. He tried to give him the life lesson. So then they stop at an open field, open field, and Liam gives him a gun lesson of shooting cans and how to how to work the gun itself, like how to unload and and check the magazine and like oh push that button and the magazine drops out and that's how you know it's empty and and safe. Again, and just, actions just indicating yeah, know, know. murder philosophy. I know, and he's good. Miguel's good. He's like, this is how you defend yourself, or he's just like, hey, check this out. It's good. Uh, it's kind of just cause, and Miguel's yeah. kind of good at it. And he's like, you're a natural. So then they stop at a motel for the night, uh, and even though they know the cartel's near, and they hear sounds of the arriving cartel expectedly, um, and Liam calls from the hotel phone, motel phone, um, calls in a robbery to the police. And the four cartel guys, led by Pepito, burst in, but Liam and Miguel have already fled through the open window of the motel, running into the woods nearby, um, just kind of ducking out of sight. Um, and then they hear the sirens ring out, they head back. So the the call to the police about the robbery came to pass, um, scaring off the cartel guys. And then the well, police were like... Scared. They take off, yeah. But before they take off, Liam sees Pepito shoot Rufus to death. Man. That was before the police got there? That's like as they're arriving. Like the sirens are coming and they're about to run off. Because the dog hadn't gone into the woods with Liam and Miguel. The dog stayed at the motel. So they're coming back. And then he just sees him, like as he's, as Pepito's about to run off away from the police, shooting Rufus to death. Now Liam is enraged and angry enraged. with Miguel. He blames him for setting this all in motion, and Liam decides to give up the quest and just take him back to Arizona and give him back to Sarah at Border Patrol as requested. Miguel freaks out and flees into the woods. He flees from Liam. Yeah, but it's like very brief. Oh, and I forgot to write something in my notes. It just came to me. Liam chases after him and. Shoots in the back. (laughs) Miguel says, I know about the cash and what your real motives are. Which I didn't think it was a surprise because the mom gave it and that was all kind of part of it. But it seemed like a reveal. Like, I know you're not doing this for good intentions. You're just doing it for the money. But, mm. yeah. No hiding maybe it. Was just it. One of those, maybe it was just one of those things where it's like, it's time we said this out loud. Even I though guess. we both know it to be true. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, and he says, I would never want that money anyway, cause that's blood money. That's cartel money. Oh, this is Miguel saying then, it. Then what is your point? Oh, okay. Yeah, Miguel's Miguel saying, saying that. that. Gotcha. <laughs> Liam's like, oh no, it's money. Yeah. That it's, it, money's cool. So Miguel wants to keep going. Liam relents. He calls Sarah again and says, I'm going to Chicago. I just need you to buy me some time. And then they hang up and then she tells her partner who's like where did he say where they're going and she says no i don't know where so they she keeps him with like a little bit of lead time which but like the all the cutbacks to her are so useless they don't do anything yeah she could have just not been in the movie yeah anyhow the cartel he's truck... such a pain in the ass <laughs> everything he does in this movie is such a pain in the ass. He's such a makes everything difficult for everybody yeah he does oh i forgot this part um, I thought this happened a bit later, but now based on what point I'm at, it must have happened already, which sure. this part sure. really upset me. Um, they just burn all the money in a fire. Oh, it's just kind of a thing to do together. Like a little bit of a ritual. Um, it, that's after he says, I would never take it. It's blood money. I think 
maybe I'm a bit out of order, but like soon after that, Liam like flicks a bill into the fire and Miguel is receptive to that. And so they just burn it all up. Like neither of us is going to take this blood money. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's just like at the end of Titanic, like don't throw that friggin' diamond back in. They went to so much trouble to find it. (laughs) I mean, yes, I agree. (laughs) Bill Paxton worked so hard. That really is upsetting. I forget every time I watch Titanic that that whole part at the beginning and the end. I know. Exists. I forget every time. Every time. Bill Paxton, what's happening? Not that it, I don't love him, but, you know, I'm just thrown. I know. I love him, but I hate that part so much that I block it out every time. I just feel you like... You say every time, like, like you do, you watch this movie regularly. I don't. I mean, I did see it four times in the theater. I know. Yeah, I know. We all, we all did. <laughs> we literally didn't, but... <laughs> we all but did. some people did. <laughs> we all did. Burned up the money. Now they're back in their vehicle. They see the cartel truck getting closer, and Miguel tells him to put on the gas. And Liam says, "Not this time. We're not running away this time." So he turns the vehicle around and sets up. Um, he positions his sniper rifle. Oh yeah. Oh, here we so go. This is probably time the, for some marksmanship. Yeah, probably the clip that you saw in the trailer of him like lo- lining up the shot. Um, he lines up a perfect one to the driver's head. The driver is not Pepito. It's one of the other ones. Um, perfect shot, killing the driver, and then another perfect shot to one of the tires, flipping the car multiple times. Yeah, that was in the trailer, too. Flippy car. Yeah, and Liam's truck yeah. also takes fire. Um, so, because of... T- fire, uh, oh, takes gunfire. Yeah. Yep. And But so he doesn't go to finish them off, even though probably some of them are still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but he flees on foot into an adjacent farmland with Miguel. They're lost Tough in call it. There. Yeah, I know. He, if they're still alive, they might still have their guns. And but it gives him no pleasure to take a man's life. <laughs> but he has nowhere to go. So, like, if they are alive, they're going to come for him right quick, which is what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they were really part of the plan. Yep. So they get kind of lost in this farmland, and the rest of the cartel bad guys, now numbering three, including Pepito, approach them on foot, and they're all using are those. Things called haystacks, like those big hay bales. Hay bales. bales. The, the, yeah. But like the, the circle the, style that you can hide yeah. behind. Okay, yep, yep. those are bales. Yep. So they're using those as shields and like you know the duck around the corner, see what's awesome. up, try and get a an aim. And there's a bunch of them out there, like stacked. Yeah, out. yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of them. That's and fine. Liam says, "Okay, Miguel, I need you to create a diversion. Count to thirty, take the handgun, and then shoot twice." Meanwhile, he runs off. So Miguel does that. He counts it down, shoots twice, and it gets the attention of one of the bad guys and draws them out. Meanwhile, Liam is repositioned into a perfect shot, so he takes that guy out. Headshot. Kill blow. Yep, kill blow. And then another guy comes out, like, reacting to that, kills another one. Now it's just down to Pepito. Pepito. Pepito against the dynamic duo. Yep. Yeah. So... Pepito chases Pepito Miguel. Should hack, I would, if I was Pepito, I would hack Miguel right now. Speaking of the hacks, there was a hack, and that hasn't come back around yet. Yeah, those men are, are not in the film back? again. No, they're not in the film again. That was the other group of four that I guess are just hack. living large in Arizona. Back to uh, Pepito. He chases Miguel into the barn that's on the farm, followed by mm-hmm. Liam. So he comes into the barn, and Pepito has put a handgun into Miguel's hand. 
and he was trying to force Miguel into killing Liam just to like really make it hurt more. Wow. wow. The, the betrayal. This guy, is, this guy is the ultimate showman. Every opportunity he gets, there's a clear thing like hide in the corner and shoot Liam when he comes to the door. No, I'm going to get behind <laughs> this young boy. <laughs> And I'm going to time it so that Lee Mason <laughs> sees this boy's face and this boy shoots him. Yep. This guy swags. <laughs> He's an artist. Liam gives Miguel a knowing look. And at the very last second, right as the trigger is pushed by, um, Miguel. He, by Miguel, he also like hits the button and undoes the magazine from the lesson. Damn, son. So the magazine oh, slips man. out. So the trigger is fired. But now there's no bullet. Which what gives... There was no bullet in the chamber, huh? I don't know. It worked. Whatever it was, it worked. There That's was good solid, there solid was firearm safety school, you know? <laughs> yeah. He really he passed his course. Yeah, and so that gives Liam the chance to rush at Pepito. They get into a tussle. Liam gets the gun and, like, reassembles the magazine, shoots, the, shoots Pepito in the gut. Ooh. And Howie. so he's laid down, bleeding out, and Miguel's kind of watching it. And Liam forces him to walk away. He's like, Miguel, you don't have to see this. Walk away. And he reluctantly does. Because even though he's pretty casual murderer, he knows that Miguel doesn't need to enjoy this moment. Right, right. Because there's no pleasure in taking him inside. Right. Even though it's not even the first kill that they've done. But anyway, it was moving. He makes him walk away. Bad guy knows he's dying. Pepito takes out the Purple Heart as a gesture of, I guess... Uh, like grudging respect and returns it to Liam who didn't even know it was missing, but he's happy to have it back. Um, And as a return of that gesture, Liam leaves the gun with one bullet in front of Pepito as a choice. He's like, you get to decide. I guess that means decide whether to bleed slowly to death or kill yourself faster, which he does. He takes the latter. Yep. Do you see it or just hear it? You're like just, you, you're you just hear it you as a rocking away. Exactly. As a rocking away, gunshot. Classic. Yep. Um, Beautiful. So maybe they, he shot it into this into the sky to celebrate his own life. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. He's like, Pepito! Pepito! <laughs> Bang. One shot. Bang. And then he bleeds very slowly for a long time after that. Yeah, it's rough stuff. So they fi- it falls back down on him and kills him anyway. <laughs> I've always been afraid of that. Like, does that yeah. happen often? I know. I, we all think I about it. I always think about that. We yeah. all think about it. So they finally make it to Chicago. They have a grand old time enjoying their Chicago dogs. And then right after nice. that, he takes Miguel. Liam Four takes Miguel. Yeah, to the relative yeah, who like always. is aware of all of this, like aware to be expecting him, and is really happy to take Miguel in. So they say goodbye, but like a non-verbal, like we don't hear it, hug goodbye, which I I would have liked a little bit more. But Word they did just they did have the dogs. They had the dogs, and when he drops uh, when he drops Miguel off to this relative, uh, we'll just keep calling them relative. I think that's almost too specific. Um, <laughs> does the relative say like, "Hey, uh, I happen to know that this arrangement where." Um, Rosa and young Miguel here might have to flee the cartel. Uh, she was going to send him with like a bag of money. Is that... <laughs> no, it's not brought up. And also, like, no. oh, he's on the run, right? So we cool. 
Yeah, and then Liam would say, "Yes, you are cool. I murdered all the cartel guys. Murdered them all." But he's still like he's still on the run from American Border Patrol. But maybe they're not going to pursue it. He's like, my daughter works there. It's you know, my daughter works there, and also I made her lie on me my behalf, which might be a federal crime (laughs) in this specific set of circumstances. But she was fine with it. I pressured her into it. We didn't actually have a conversation, but I'm sure she's not upset. She'll go to jail. Absolutely. 100%. She'll go I'm yeah, to federal prison. Back. Yeah. I'll stay here and become a hot dog vendor <laughs> well, in Chicago. You know, sadly, none of that happens for him because Liam gets on a city bus by himself after he's dropped Miguel off. His jacket flaps open and we see that he, too, has been gut shot oh, and is bleeding goodness. out. And he just sits down at peace because if you recall at the beginning, this slow, painful Lonely death was what really concerned him, and that is not the death that he receives. He gets this death. A death of being surrounded by other people on a Chicago bus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, he's not lonely. Not lonely. Not he's lonely? Going a, at least a dozen people's day when they, <laughs> they discover him dead on a bus. It's going to be horrible for them, but I'm glad you're, glad you're going out the way you want to go. I mean, whatever. I was and his last gesture to his stepdaughter was, um, again, making her commit a federal crime on his behalf. <laughs> just so that he could go and get gut shot and die. Yep. She could have just done nothing. She could have told the absolute truth and it would have worked out yeah. exactly the same for Liam Neeson. Dead on a bus. 